Hi, and welcome back to Good News, Bad News. I'm Matthew Vellis, and don't adjust your screens or your dials because we actually have the OG cast of Good News, Bad News roundtable right here, right in front of you. We have our very own Doug Stewart. Doug, wave for us, please. <laughs> so that's the way everybody knows who you are. We have Madam Carrie Baldwin. Carrie, would you wave? There you go. You're the girl, so everybody should know. Been promoted to last Madam. I, last yeah. I checked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our very own Norman Horn. Norman, thank you for being with us here, my, my friend. Thank you very much, Matt. Good to be here. So if anybody's <laughs> questioning out there, if you ever have the desire, the need, the will, the gumption to fest your freedom and to fest it so hard that you wanted to get with other people to fest your freedom, you could do that at a such place called Freedom Fest. And Freedom Fest was held in Memphis, Tennessee this year. They uh, go back and forth between Las Vegas and Memphis. I wait for the Vegas years, if you know what I'm talking about. But anyway... <laughs> It was in Memphis, Tennessee this year, had a, a big, long cast of good people there. Great time for people to get together and talk about uh, all the things that freedom's all about. And so our very own LCI crew was there, and we're going to talk to them about the things that they saw, the people that they met, the questions that they were asked, the answers that they gave, and of course, all of the swag that they took home. So... First off, I want to ask the, the question, why did we go as LCI to Freedom Fest this year? Why take the time, spend that money, take all that uh, that work time off? Tell us, Norm, why did we go to Freedom Fest? Freedom Fest is kind of known as the trade show for liberty. And if you've ever gone to a trade show before, you know that it's a great place to kind of connect with other people with similar trade interests, if you will. And so for the kind of non-academic conferences that we uh, perchance would would uh, consider attending, this is a great one where we can go meet people who are supporters, uh, meet potential donors, talk about the ideas that are important to us, and make a difference in uh, you know in expressing what we're all about to the libertarian community. And it's kind of the whole big gamut of liberty and freedom movement type of folks. Uh, yeah. What were some of the people that you saw there, Doug? Uh, well, what what was really interesting is the uh, last year at Vegas, you know, Matt, because you were there, <clears throat> there were was, there was, was a there group called the Atheists for Liberty. And guess who was there again? Yeah. The Atheists for Liberty. And not only did we get a lot of people saying, hey, you guys could, should chat or debate or something like that. We actually right. had a conversation with uh, with the the head uh, Thomas Sheedy. Uh, Jacob actually did a short interview with him, which we're going to be producing here pretty soon. Uh, it's almost done and ready to be uh, sent out there into the and onto our YouTube channel. Uh, so we saw Atheists for Liberty. We saw uh, we saw uh, pagan libertarians. We saw the, <laughs> the bunch of the weird usual... people. <laughs> no, be nice, but uh, we we were next to Christian reason. Fair. We were next to Reason as a booth. There were a lot of media outlets there. We sure. were actually on Media Row because we actually did a lot of interviews at our booth. We were very, very active at our booth. And so there were a lot of people coming to see us, uh, which was which was really, a, 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 I would say, a new thing for us because last year it wasn't quite as uh, he heavily trafficked in, in the area that we were in. Um, so there were a lot of news organizations there um, that that did like kind of news type stuff. Let's see. Cato was there, AIER. Uh, Carrie, who, who did you notice? Um, well, there was a handful that I noticed, uh, Lola ladies, <laughs> notice anybody. I was, yeah. I was, to be fair, I was freezing cold and trying to survive. Yes. It's Memphis, Tennessee <laughs> Memphis. in July. 
indoors, <laughs> indoors the AC okay. is something right. something totally different. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ladies of Liberty Alliance was there. Uh, Free the People was there. Of course, the de- decriminalized sex work um, people were were there, which we interviewed uh, post Freedom Fest last year. But what were some um, of the the big names that you guys saw that were there? The the individuals who are really willing to step out of the bubble and say, "Yeah, I support the the freedom movement here." So probably the biggest name was RFK Jr. Oh, okay, big um, name coming around these days. Yeah, they, they added security for him. They oh, did. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the added security wasn't necessary for for for, you know, uh, for yeah. our group. Yeah. For our group. Yeah. So uh, Brian Kaplan was another mm-hmm. one, and he was on stage with uh, Norm and Rich Lowry. Rich Lowry, yeah. Uh, um, so those were some some big names. Uh, so other, other big names though. on stage was oh, right. uh, like Brett Weinstein, um, right. Angela McCardle. Um, <clears throat> oh, that man. My wife was at all the main stage sessions and we were in the booth like meeting <laughs> One people, guy that so I was, was really like all of that. Hoping to meet if I was there was uh, was Mike Rowe Mike from Rowe. Uh, yeah. Dirty oh, Jobs. Yeah. I got, I got to shake there. Mike Rowe's hand at registration. That, that, oh, was, that was an I extent of saying hello to him. It was great. And I You're just really missed cool. him apparently. So. Oh, did you? <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Did you know? Doc, Doc Dixon was there. Yeah. Well, of course, Doc, Doc Dixon. Dixon. I mean. Did you know that, that Mike Rowe uh, is uh, officially trained in barbershop quartet? Oh yeah. Actually, really? if you yeah, listen to his podcasts, they... he actually does all of his ads in barbershop quartet style. It's great. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, wow. they did yeah. they did a bit. They did a bit on stage and you can go you can go see uh, it on the uh, Freedom Fest YouTube page. Okay, cool. Well, that was somebody Dude, that, that I really <laughs> was hoping to meet but uh, didn't get a chance to. Well, let me ask you guys this. You were there, you were talking to a bunch of the a bunch of people. What were some of the outside maybe screwball or uh, curveball questions that you might have gotten at the booth that just kind of seemed like, well, uh, you know, you should have known this, or uh, or maybe uh, here's something that you didn't know already. I'll go to Norm on that one. <laughs> well, uh, I was actually so busy bustling about, I didn't get as many, you know, like hardcore questions like that. I think at the at the booth, we did. I did have a bit of an odd oddish question during our session that I had no idea really how to answer. Oh, really? And I couldn't, and I couldn't really spin it. Um, yeah, I mean, he, it was he kind tried. Of a, he tried admirably tried... to spin it, and uh, the the gentleman <laughs> who asked the question was like, "I don't know who you're talking about." Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. You didn't answer my question. Okay, it was so really what's funny. The, what's the question there? Well, he, he was asking, it, it turned out that what he was really asking about was kind of the take, uh, our take on the post-libertarians uh, conception of, uh, of, of kind of the modern milieu, especially in light of Christian nationalism. Like, are there any intersection points that we're beginning to see there? I think that's what he was at ultimately it, getting at. It was, at. but he didn't answer, he didn't ask but it or use words that made him know that that's what he was asking. Well, he asked, he asked like about three people basically, like, what are your take on thus and such podcaster? The only one I even remotely knew was Buck Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And, it was, and, it was and I, it was naming those two people and then something about Eastern Orthodoxy. And I did, not, yeah. And yeah. I, d- I didn't make the connection that what he was gunning for was a kind of about, I think, about the kind of post-libertarian phenomena. And uh, and if if I had realized that, I would have, you know, com- he said, well, I don't really yeah. think that's that it's the post-libertarians have good ideas. <laughs> so, what does he mean by that post-libertarianism? Oh, there, there's a there's a sort of group that's out there 
that is kind of um shall we say it's it's sort of a ne- almost a neo reactionary take on libertarianism okay. uh that 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 the the left instead of re- kind of reiterating the the classical liberal project as being this is where we are heading it's kind of it's activated thesis is kind of like well the left is using the weapons of the state Mm -hmm. maybe we should be doing the same yeah and and if i were to summarize it it would be more like hey you know libertarians we really love you you got great ideas it's a great start but you ain't doing much so we're gonna have to take power the way the left is because we're 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 being threatened that's kind of the the of the vibe so are, we, we are could, libertarians get... now the the quakers of the uh the freedom movement is that what it is <laughs> no i i wouldn't say so because i don't think it's a particularly prominent movement i think it's it's kind of co-located in just a few you know, uh, you know splinter splinter offshoots yeah, and yeah. and that okay. you know despite the fact like some sure you can get yourself a few hundred likes or a thousand likes for that matter but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're you're some sort of force to be reckoned with yeah. or whatnot. And I and because it's not really a it's we could go on and on and on about this. This yeah. is like an episode to itself. Um, sure. But suffice to say, it's not. That, but was that, that was, a big topic there? No, no not really. No, but you oh, asked okay. us what the weirdest screwball yeah, question was. That was, was, that was, that was it. That was it. Okay. So it. It was in a breakout. It wasn't even at the booth. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So, Carrie, you're a woman. Why did you go? So that there was a man who told her to go. Oh, no, no. She's able to think for herself, Douglas. uh, Without you there, I was responsible for the woman jokes. (laughs) Which she very well, she told very well, by the way. She did good? Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I went there because I'm the diversity hire. She, she only like says my she only says that because yeah. it annoys it, it bugs me. It does. It and we need Aaron Sepulveda here to to make yeah. up the rest of the. Well, the and Alex, he was Alex and Aaron were both unable to make it, unfortunately, oh, due, no. due to last minute reasons. And they are also diversity hires, Carrie. So okay. you are not alone. Yeah, yeah. that's Norm. No, I've, oh, see, I just yeah. piloted on for Norm's <laughs> entertainment. I, I'm in such trouble. Whatever. Oh. Um, but anyhow, continue, please. So yeah, I mean, I was I was obviously representing uh, Reformed Libertarians podcast as well, mm-hmm. um, as of course being co-author with you guys on Faith Seeking Freedom. Um, yeah, I think the the most interesting conversation I had though was with Brian Kaplan, who really wanted, who genuinely <clears throat> was interested in whether or not the patriarchy existed. Oh, um, and do so, tell. <laughs> it's it's quite the fascinating conversation, it was, Matt. It, it, it really, really was, was. It really was uh, an interesting conversation because you know Doug introduces us and uh, Brian. I forget the the name of the guy that Brian was referencing. Yeah, let but... let me set up that how how okay. that happened. So Brian was just chatting. I think it was a Thursday night. He was just walking around because he had just gotten there. Friday morning was the breakout session where we where he was involved in art. So he came to see us, chatted with me for like 15, 20 minutes, all about all kinds of stuff, just you know, catching up. And uh he he referenced a a, soci- a sociologist or an economic, I forget, uh, basically the the economics of sociology or something like that, uh, or the okay. the economics of religion, uh, Larry Iancone. And okay. he was saying that he was asking him whether or not there really truly were pockets or 
or movements within the Christian uh, or, or yeah, within Christianity that are truly patriarchal or do they all just pay lip service? In other words, were there actually mm. people or women who say, yes, I'll just do whatever my husband does. And the husband is like, yes, my wife does what I tell her to kind of mentality. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, of course there are. And he's like, well, Larry said, no, there isn't. He's like, yeah, no, no, that really doesn't exist. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're like, I, I never thought I'd ever tell Brian Kaplan he's wrong about something. <laughs> and I'm like, have you ever, have you yeah. ever been to Lancaster County and met all the Amish that well, we Well, there's that. Or yes, Matthew. of course. Uh, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I, Carrie has receipts for this kind of thing. Right. So I'm like, Hey, Gary. Sure. You're a woman. You know about this. So oh, I didn't say it that way at the booth, but I was like, Brian, you need to talk to Carrie because Carrie actually knows a lot more about this than I do. But I know he's I know Larry Iancone is wrong or I've, I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah. his his last name correctly, but I know his first name is Larry and I know I'm pronouncing that correctly. Anyway, Carrie, take it over because yeah. you actually convinced Brian that you had something valuable to say um, uh, with respect to this person who yeah, was obviously so an academic. Yeah, so I basically explained to him the uh, complementarianism, egalitarianism debate, and that mm. within complementarianism, you have these, you know, <clears throat> much stronger complementarians that really are patriarchal um, in in essence. So it was, I, I should say, it was sort of a two-part uh, conversation, two-part persuasion, because after the first meeting where we talked and I explained what complementarianism was and that it, you know, was a real thing, um, the next day, the, 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 the next day I realized, oh, uh, I should have told him that the same guys promoting Christian, Christian nationalism were also patriarchalist. So it just so happened that, um, he came back by our, our table the, the following day. And I was able to finish that conversation and, and explain that to him. And he did, he did say that, uh, he believed me over Larry and that was really, yeah. Yeah. I just so, want to express to the some, audience some that the views expressed do. by Carrie Baldwin do not actually reflect those of LCI <laughs> or its adherents. Hey, just you gotta woman. give me. Well, it does. It definitely doesn't reflect Matthew Bellis's taste. <laughs> well, I will also, and I'll just add as the CEO that the views expressed by Matthew Bellis do also not reflect what? the views of LCI. <laughs> I thought it was bedrock. <laughs> oh man oh, well okay uh, the, uh, well i want to ask you though because you guys seem to go through a lot of different conversations there at freedom fest was there anybody that you were really looking forward to hear from or did anybody surprise you while you were there uh listening to the uh to, to what they had to say i really liked um rfk's speech if i'm honest okay. um he he was very persuasive in talking about uh, caring for the planet through the free through the free market. And there was mm. this one line that he dropped, which was just excellent, uh, which was show me a polluter and I will show you a fat cat with subsidies. Mm. Uh, um, and yeah. so he really was hammering home the message that if we want to take care of the environment, we need the discipline of the free market. Mm. He used that phrase discipline of the free market in order wow. to ensure that. Uh, which I thought was was great. So um, that was that was one. I was really disappointed that I didn't get to interview him. That was, uh, yeah. you know, one thing I was hoping <laughs> for, but <clears throat> that didn't happen. I mean, does he know that his party has basically left him behind on a, on a lot of these items? Well, based on the congressional hearing that happened a couple of days oh ago, my right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. He might as well have been the uh, conservative from Kansas who uh, just came up to 
uh, run amok over all the Democrats, the way they treated them. So yeah. very, very fascinating. What about you guys, Doug, Norm? Did you meet anybody that you really surprised you? Well, it was surprising to me that Steve Forbes and his very frequent co-author, Elizabeth Ames, were walking by and they were promoting something that he was doing is it.org uh is a website with that that he's creating videos for that deal with mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and sort sure. of in unexpected places and uh he was we had a little booth there <clears throat> and i got to interview steve forbes so oh, that nice. was really cool yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool that was like the one thing i could like text back to my family and be like hey look what i got to do i got a picture <laughs> um did you and... check the couch whenever he sat down and just to make sure he didn't leave a hundred thousand dollars behind <laughs> Make sure. norm we're doing a couch next time just in case <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot of money to ship man yeah. <laughs> so, yeah wow anyway uh no steve steve forbes was one of them uh i had a conversation with jim bobka who uh is um he was very much part of the zero aggression project and he was very well versed in some of the theological topics that um that we've explored on our podcast mimetic theory uh yeah. anarcho-capitalism and things like that and he was he was like just a pleasure to to actually speak to and um it's it, funny he's actually been recommended by some people be like hey you need to talk to this guy and it's just it's been one of those like haven't gotten around to reaching out and kind of diving into what he does turns sure. out he has like a dozen hats that he wears so of course it's difficult for me to kind of get my head around yeah. what he does <laughs> uh but that was a really delightful conversation not not a super well-known guy you know the way sure. steve forbes might be but that was that was really good and I will say that one of the most memorable moments was on Friday morning prior to our main stage breakout session where Norm and I had about five to 10 minutes with Nick Gillespie. And oh, okay. uh, that was a very touching of conversation. Reason. Yes, yeah. of reason. Uh, and that was a very touching conversation. It was, you, know, you got a little bit of an insight and a window into uh, Nick's heart for liberty and his heart mm. for uh, mm -hmm. immigrants uh, and his experience. And yep. um, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not every day you get to have a, a relatively deep conversation in a short amount of time with Nicholas B. So that was, yeah. that was probably one of my highlights. Norm, tell us a little bit more about that. Cause that seems to be something that uh, I heard about in terms of uh, reverberations from that weekend that, uh, that you guys really were touched by what Nick said there. Yeah. It, it, we had great conversations backstage uh, with all three, well, all the, of the fellow panelists and including mm -hmm. Nick um, before, before and after the breakout session. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a really interesting, it was really interesting to be kind of present with these guys. Nick comes from, you know, an immigrant background. Uh, he relayed some, uh, some stories of which I don't, I don't know if I, it's right for me to, to tell them in detail because those sure. are personal stories for him. Sure. Uh, but suffice to say that, you know that the 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 meaningfulness of the right to move yeah is very important to him mm -hmm. and and it's interesting you know that I, it's it, it bothers me a, me a lot too not because i have some sort of in, intrinsically like deep connections with you know immigration mm -hmm. you know although it is i it is true i i well i shouldn't say i know this with 100% certainty although i'm i'm told that uh, when the horns immigrated from uh, Prussia in the 19th century, that there was supposedly a letter from the, the from the government saying that he would that the 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 patriarch of that family uh, was supposed to come back and fight in the event of a war. Which I can just imagine my ancestor going like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but, uh, none, nonetheless, still that that's uh, yeah yeah. Excuse me, no. Um, or or nine, hmm, I don't yeah. know. 
Uh, at any rate, <laughs> right. no, the point being that it that, you know, Nick, it, Nick obviously has a particular interest, rightly so, in yeah. the right to move and right. why immigration is important to him, I think is is real. Like those are stories that I, I think that those of us who don't necessarily have that type of, of interaction or or closeness to them can't really appreciate until we start hearing them more. Okay. And they're because they're not intuitively obvious at times um, because we're just we just don't do that. Like yeah. it's not part of our history. Right. So that's really interesting. I actually had a great conversation. We had another actually it was after Doug left. Uh, we started having another weird conversation. This is a fun one about um, about the death penalty because uh, oh. Brian was apparently not particularly well aware that uh, that kind of the majority of even conservative Christians are very favorable to the death penalty. Mm. And I think that it, that, you know, that's a, it, that's an interesting and, you know, kind of complicated conversation to have, of course, uh, based on the knowledge of based, the knowledge that we all have of, of our, you know, the Bible and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, it was interesting to hear, you know, like kind of Nick's perspective and Brian's perspective kind of all coming together. That was all prior yeah. to Rich showing up. Uh, Rich Lowry kind of, I it kind of came at the, it felt like we was in the last like three minutes before we went on stage. He kind of just shows up, he got mic'd and we're like, okay, you're on go. <laughs> oh my. But, uh, that was, yeah, that was, it was, it was great. And, and in fact, even after like it was, you can watch once we get the footage up, you'll see like Brian and Richard like debating on the way off the stage. It was great, and <laughs> and they kept on going for another five minutes off stage. Yeah, we kept on arguing together. It was fun, and uh, but Rich is an interesting fella. I mean, I, you know, in terms of people, I was excited to meet it was to be with those three guys. I mean, we selected yeah. them for a reason, and uh, you know, pun intended, and that was wonderful to to be with each one of them and to kind of be right across from reasons table and kind of yeah. be, you know, on par with them on some level, you know, is, was, was really, really cool. Uh, so yeah, let me, there you go. Let me just throw this out there because a lot of people would think of freedom fest and maybe a bunch of libertarians getting together and they would come up in their mind, basically a caricature of what a libertarian <laughs> is atheist sitting in their basement, you know, writing blogs in vain, um, talking about how terrible the government is and smoking weed and all that kind of kind of jazz. That rough caricature of a libertarian. That's what a lot of us get on a regular basis. Is that what you saw? I mean, because when you talk about Libertarian Christian Institute going to Freedom Fest, uh, aren't we swimming against the grain culturally? I think... Um you know, my experience with people coming up to the booth was, oh, Libertarian Christian Institute. Yeah, that's right. I'm a Christian. I'm a Libertarian. Like they Mm. had, some of them had not heard of us, but it was obvious that Libertarianism and Christianity uh, went together um, in some way. So, you know, that old caricature, I think that Christians and Christians can't be Libertarian uh, has sort of faded uh, which is which is nice, but yeah, we got a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, this makes sense. This absolutely makes sense." Yeah, yeah. What were some of the things that you would say were persuasive to them? Well, they loved our they loved our little catchphrase here. Yeah, opposing yeah. empire since AD thirty <laughs> three. They like I cannot yeah. tell you how many people were like, click click, you know, taking yeah. pictures of yeah. it. That was pretty popular. Um. So yeah. Well, that's good. Are there any other things out that about Freedom Fest that you guys looked at and you said, man, that, that was just a 
real special moment or something that we've got to try to replicate next year? I know we had an interview booth uh, where uh, a lot of people came and, and talked. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about Steve Forbes, but uh, was there anything there in terms of interviews that you think were really a, a home run for people to know about? Well, I think we have succeeded in interviewing, or I'm sorry, in accomplishing the shortest interview ever that Scott Horton has ever given. Yeah, <laughs> because it was four, it was it was 14 minutes. Oh, now, okay. gra- now, granted, we told him he had 30 seconds, so you oh, know okay. that's that's where <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we got it. That's but, how yeah. we got no, the world we... records was there. It was it was recorded, <laughs> signed. It's going in the book. Shortest. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. No, it it you know what's interesting is there is a little bit of family reunion vibe. If you have been in the Liberty movement long enough, there's a little bit of that vibe to it where you get to run into, you know, like I'm getting set up and everything. And then I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to leave to go. I think either go meet Norman outside or give somebody their badge. Cause I'd already registered everybody or whatever. And I'm on my way out and there's Connor Boyack just walking out too. And we just start chatting as if, we were just picking up the conversation the last time around. Right. Right. Um, And so there is that little vibe of, uh, like I said, the vibe of the family reunion. So you're meeting up with people that you sometimes interact, a lot of times interact with online every now and then throughout the year, you might run into them at a random event or whatever, but this time around, because it's like three and a half to four days, depending on how long you're going to be there, you actually get a good amount of time with these people Um, or, or you can, Mm -hmm. it depends on, you know, I, it's not like I spent my day, all all my time with Connor Boyack or anything, but you know, I ran into him a few times. (laughs) We had a couple conversations, had a, had uh, did, did a short interview about their latest book and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, but you get to, you get to pick the one who started Tuttle twins and and those. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, So anyway, there's that vibe as well, where like people just have a little bit of free time to, to like hang out and talk with you over coffee rather than like just be on their way with in Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And, you know, you don't get to really deeply interact with them. Um, I kind of ran out of like, I forgot what your question was. It was, <laughs> it was multifaceted. So yes. Don't, I don't mind you, the you special know, moments. And, and I think, oh, yeah, 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 right. But to, to kind of reiterate Doug, like, yeah, there, there's so many people that are there, you know, I mean, a lot of, even a lot of, my you know my my team you guys like some of you some of y'all have don't know how deep i like my little tendrils go into these organizations at times and so well yeah i mean because because like you know well for instance ryan mcmakin was there from mises institute i've known ryan for longer than all of y'all you know and uh, all y'all which we had a good discussion about the usage of all y'all all All y'all is a great word Um, by the way which was another special moment of discussing linguistics at a very late night and trying to take writing notes for the next day while also arguing you guys don't forget (laughs) you know (laughs) that's right Uh, but but like you know right right it's like i need a drink but wait i gotta be up early tomorrow i can't do this (laughs) oh my gosh i can't do this anymore (laughs) but seeing ryan was great i mean folks like folks like tk coleman richard larenk Max Borders, you know, folks, mm-hmm. folks that I have, you know, have long relationships with at this point, Justin Armand, and of course, Alexander McCobin, you know, some, you know, some, I think Carrie Matt may have been your first time meeting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, folks from Students for Liberty, who I haven't seen in a decade, and and so on and so forth. Like, I love getting to go back to these conferences, just to see these, these folks who have been part of my life now for 15 or 20 years at this point. Yeah. 
And that's super, super meaningful to me. Yeah. That's I want to add a shout out to a guy named Carson who was at Freedom Fest oh, last yeah. year and also came to Freedom Fest this year. And he's, I don't know how many libertarians are in his community. Um, I know he's spreading the word very much so in Montana uh, where he lives. And he has given guys many copies of our book to oh, many yeah. copies of our book to books to his members of his family. He's stirring up real you know, Montana yeah. is going to be a libertarian paradise because of this guy. Right. Nice. Um, <laughs> but no, Car Carson was there last year and he just was like, I love what you guys are doing. I'm really excited and all of that. And, you know, he we, we chatted with him a little bit. And then, you know, as soon as he got there uh, this year in Memphis, he was there to like tell us, you know, how much we mean to him and so yeah. forth. And oh, um, man, it, awesome. it's just really, it really is. And and he's probably the most prominent example because he's just um, so active in his own community and he wants to tell us about what he's doing. He wants to tell us, right. about, you know, how we're supporting him uh, by creating really excellent materials and podcast shows and all of that. And, you know, he's really on a journey of learning all kinds of things. But um we, we also get other people tell us like, oh, yeah, I follow your podcast or I support you on Facebook or all these other different things. And it's really good to see our supporters because um, they are I mean, they really are what make us helps us yep. do what we do, yeah. um, you know, whether it's through financial donations or whether it's through just simply sharing and spreading the word uh, or both. So, um, yeah, shout out to Carson, who is like the avatar for enthusiastic LCI supporter. That's and right. we're holding a contest soon to see who can be the most enthusiastic supporter to give away <laughs> all of our materials and share all of our, our stuff yes. away. Uh, you get uh, five minutes with Thorne. So. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, well, I, I think we got, actually, I think we can Carson, spare 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll sit down with Carson for however long he wants. He was the, the, that dude even remembered elements of the conversation the previous year that I had with him. And he's like, <laughs> tell me about, because I, we, you know, we, we sat down for like an hour hour and a half or so and just we're talking a bunch of stuff in vegas and he i was telling about some science stuff i do and you know for real for real work right yeah right. i know but the, and and like he's asking me about projects that were going on a year ago it's like how did that turn out it's like like how do you that's remember cool. this wow <laughs> wow that's really yeah. great all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna awesome. do one more shout out, Matt. You may not oh. know this, but uh, and I mentioned it earlier. We had um we had two people unable to make it pretty last minute, um mm. and it was pretty pretty um unfortunate. Pretty, yeah, pretty unfortunate, <laughs> and it was obviously that's going to affect how we think about our week. It's going to affect right. logistics, but uh, Mr. Chris Williams, who you know through our audio uh, editing, he's our of uh, Podsworth Media. He was um, I reached out to him, and he was able to pretty much drop what he was doing. And I mean, really, really? kudos to his wife for letting him. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. um, right. because that's that's no small feat with a young yes. family. And uh, Chris yeah. Chris made it happen for us to to be there for about two and a half days, and uh, really helped support with our booth. Um, it, it also probably made his job easier when he's editing the interviews that we did because he was able to kind of, you know, fine tune those things too. So he had that little added yeah. benefit. Uh, but we, we, that, that in and of itself was really, really good. Um, we actually this year, just on, on a side note, uh, we actually rented a house uh, because it was actually less expensive than a hotel. And we had really, really great conversations in like the big room where the kitchen kind of big couch mm -hmm. was and so forth. We had all kinds of really great conversations and camaraderie. There was a local fellow who came and visited us. His name is Craig. Uh, he came and hang out because he knew most he actually knew all of us. Um, and, um, anyway, we just, we just had a really great time hanging out, um, as well after hours and, uh, yeah. got to know each other a lot more and, um, got to argue, you know, the way we a would put online, you know, as if family argues. nothing stopping that's, us that's yeah, family the right way, the right, the right way. way. <laughs> that's right. Well, as we wrap this up, let me just, uh, ask you, 
because uh, everything, you know, we, we, we leave a place and there's definitely an indelible mark that is made upon us. Uh, Doug, what are you taking away from this year uh, from, from Feeding Fest? I have an excellent team who knows how to do the work well at, at the booth, in conversation, yeah. at a breakout, uh, preparing. Um, and I'm really proud of the team that, that we have and, uh, the, the loyalty to what we're doing and the passion for what we're doing. Awesome. Carrie, what about yourself? Uh, I, I, I have to say that, uh, the team is great. The, the team is really awesome and it makes it, it makes it a lot easier to do something that might otherwise be monumental, mm. uh, in task. And so, you know, we've got great uh rapport great cohesion and uh you know we're not only um you know aligned on being christians and and libertarians but we're also good friends and that makes all the difference in the world but i will say oh sorry i I will say to step on you i know what you're gonna say (laughs) go ahead go ahead red means something That is a deep cut in deep two cut, ways. Deep cut. <laughs> deep cut. Hopefully, someday we'll understand as a general audience. You know what? If but you all can join, if you are, if if there's anybody out there who wants to join the LCI team and has the chops to do it, you'll end up at Freedom Fest with us, and we will debate this topic. And <laughs> Red means I promise something. you, Norman. What are you taking away from this year of Freedom Fest? I think what I want most of all for for our future in this regard is to provide an even greater experience for our supporters who can't be there with us. Mm. Um, We had sort of designs to try certain elements of that. And because of just our personnel issues and whatnot, because people couldn't be there and whatnot, we, we could only do so much, but we have a wonderful team and we, I want to share what we have more with the people who can't even be there right. and i want to see that happen uh it was it's wonderful to do it's wonderful to do what we do and our supporters that enable that to happen are like the only reason it can and so i want to make sure that we do our part in sharing that even more with them because we are entering into i think the next era of who we are as an organization hmm. and we owe it to our supporters to to part like to partner to make it happen to share that with them yeah so you know let's keep going guys and let's you know this is an impact that we all make together um mm. this is not this is not not a one-man show yeah this is a this is takes the effort of everybody to make happen and, and i don't say that lightly yeah. uh because this is it's just not possible without this level of a team and the level of support that we receive from our people it sounds like you guys are coming away with also a lot of great content and things that uh, you were able to to produce there. Are we going to start seeing some of those uh, coming out here soon, Doug? Yes. Uh, in fact, for those who are subscribed to uh, the Libertarian Christian Podcast, uh, the interviews that we did are no longer than about 20 minutes. So we're actually going to release, we're going to kind of, I was going to say rapidify, but that's not a word. We're going to, inha- <laughs> we're going to make haste with, I don't know what words to use. We're going to do a double schedule with mass- our podcast. It, 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 words it have matter. usage. That's okay. <laughs> Muy rapido podcast. I'm going to use my words how I like. 
uh, <laughs> we're going to we're going to double our efforts on the podcast for a couple weeks uh, in order to basically do like two a week, uh, and they'll be shorter. Uh, but they're going to be all, a lot of uh, almost all of the interviews that we did at the booth. Some of them are going to be reserved solely for uh, the Biblical Anarchy podcast. Uh, but basically, we're going to add those to our podcast schedule. Uh, the breakout session was videotaped. The main stage session was videotaped. Taped. I can't even say taped. Jeez. Um, I mean, it, it's not on tape. Word, it's actually it's not a tape. There's no tape. Yeah. It's There's video no tape. recorded. That yeah. was just useless. Yeah. Roll anyway. that beautiful bean footage. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we have those. Those are on their way. I'm just waiting for the content from Freedom Fest to, to get those. Uh, and we'll okay. be we'll be releasing those uh, as we can. There's um, there's photographs on our Twitter page, like a Twitter page feed, whatever sure. our Twitter account. You can see some of the stuff that we did there. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, that's what's coming out. And we'll probably end up having further conversations with some of the people who were there uh, in longer form as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, as you can tell, Freedom Fest was a really big deal for us. And it's great to always meet uh, supporters and people who listen to all of our podcasts and all of our content. Uh, so we hope that maybe next year, the next Freedom Fest, you'll find us there and uh, we can find you there as well. So uh, for myself, for Doug, for Carrie and for Norm, I want to thank you all for listening here tonight. Uh, don't forget, we're going to have all kinds of stuff come out uh, through our uh, Christians for Liberty Network. So make sure you're paying attention to LCI and uh, all of our upcoming podcasts. So thank you very much for uh, for being here tonight. Remember, Jesus Christ is Lord, Caesar is not. And that's the good, that's the bad, that's the news.